Welcome to the Live Well Tampa podcast, where we connect you with the best health minds in Tampa to help you feel well, eat well, and live well on your journey to living a healthier life. Now, before we begin this episode, we would like to invite you to join the Live Well Tampa Community Facebook group, connecting you with others like yourself who are searching for ways to not only get healthier, but stay healthy for life through the guidance of Tampa's top healthcare professionals, including physical therapists, physicians, trainers, massage therapists, and more. We would also like to invite you to reach out to us at renewalrehabpt at gmail.com. Enjoy the rest of the show. Welcome to another episode of the Live Well Tampa podcast. Today we have Andrea on the podcast. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. We're excited to just chat. And first of all, tell people a little bit about who you are. Okay. Yeah. So I am a doctor of physical therapy or have my doctorate in physical therapy and specialize in the pelvic floor. Um, So we can always get into that if need be for living well in Tampa Bay. But I have a background in exercise science, kinesiology, biology, always have been interested in PT and love what I do. So I'm excited to kind of expand upon that on this episode for you guys. Oh, I'm really excited for this. And also, you live in, like, the Tampa area. It's yeah. pretty large. Yeah. What brought you to the Tampa area, first of all? Yeah, so good question. I went to University of St. Augustine, so okay. I was already in Florida. So that was about four, yeah, four years ago. Wow, that's insane. <laughs> <laughs> so St. Augustine and then got a job in Tampa okay. right before I graduated. Um, I had always wanted to be on this side. My mom and dad actually had their honeymoon in Clearwater. Aww. My mom vacationed a lot in Clearwater, so I think just kind of through her, she mm-hmm. always wanted to live here. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do it now. So I started in St. Pete, worked in Tampa, and then moved to Largo. Now I'm in Clearwater. So cool. kind of all over the place. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but that's cool, though. So yeah. you're from Florida? I'm not from Florida, so I'm from South Carolina. Okay accent will come out when I get excited (laughs) (laughs) but yeah I from South Carolina I moved officially to Florida for PT school okay cool what got you into PT in the first place yeah so I've always been active always played three sports basketball softball cross country Um, so going into college I thought I wanted to do athletic training Mm -hmm. but wanted to serve a bigger population outside of athletes Um, Unfortunately, my dad had a stroke going into my senior year of college, so seeing that rehab, I had never seen the neurological side of rehab, and I was like, this is it. Like, it was just my confirmation of getting into PT school. So at that point, I was preparing for my GRE at that point, so it was already done. Mm -hmm. It was just, all right, let's do this thing. So that was kind of the big reason why Mm -hmm. for getting into PT, yeah. That's really cool, though. And now you do a little, a cool specialty in PT. A lot of people don't know that physical therapists can do this. So first, just explain what pelvic health physical therapy is. Yeah. So it's a broad area. Um, People don't think of it being like a big area, but it really is. So pelvic floor, if you think of like the bottom of your pelvis, um, it's pretty important to know what's going on down there. Hence our down there doc's name. So pelvic floor can encompass anything from urination to bowel movements to sexual function. So if anything goes wrong there, you can have pelvic floor dysfunction. So that's pelvic floor health in general. Men benefit from it. Women benefit from it. Pediatrics benefit from it. Geriatrics, everyone that pees, poops, and procreates. So that is um, (laughs) the tagline. 
but in all seriousness, it's a group of muscles that is super, super important for stabilizing our body, um, important for automaticity and with movement. So it's a very fun niche area that I feel like everyone would benefit from knowing about and getting more in tune with their body. How did you find out about it? Like what, took, what got you into it and when did you get into it? Yeah, so definitely it wasn't in PT school. We got one class. I wouldn't even say a class. We got a presentation for two hours on pelvic floor. Uh, hopefully it's getting better. I That was, again, four, five years ago at this point when I had that class. So I was not interested mm-hmm. whatsoever coming out in school. You know, I was in my young 20s at that point. You know, I didn't want to have any kids at that point or mm-hmm. not even thinking about that, right? So that in my head was like, all right, it's for pregnant ladies or even mm-hmm. going into geriatrics at that point. But when I got my first job in outpatient orthopedics, they had a pelvic floor therapist on staff. And so my boss at the time, you know, asked if I was interested. Uh, I don't think so. Like, not at all. Like, I don't know what that even entails. Let right. me follow. Let me shadow. Because I had no experience with even mm-hmm. any of my internships. They were all, like, very ortho sports medicine based. So when I went to my first course in Cleveland, Ohio, it was, like, life-changing. So when we did exams on each other the entire weekend just realizing how little I could function in the pelvic floor which is mind-blowing and it's made so much sense to cases I was treating at the time let's just say with hip pain or Mm -hmm. chronic low back pain or pregnant ladies I didn't feel comfortable treating Mm -hmm. and it just made so much sense to put the body now fully together Mm -hmm. incorporating the pelvic floor. Um, I found out that I had pelvic floor dysfunction that weekend that also kind of blew my mind. So I was like, if I am 24 years old and have pelvic floor dysfunction, I've never had kids, this has to become standard of care. Mm -hmm. So that is the mission. That is my mission right now to make pelvic floor standard of care. And it really should be. And I think it is becoming more standard. I think that's the beauty of it. Mm -hmm. And so it's good to know like for people to know what it is, which we kind of touched on, but how does that actually help them live well? How does that change people's lives? Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Are you ready for this? Yeah, I'm ready for this. I don't I'm know very passionate are. about this. I think <laughs> I mean, I'm not biased at all. So, again, pelvic floor. So, it supports our urinary tract. So, if you are, um, you know, frequently urinating, that can take a toll on someone's life if they're always looking for a bathroom. So, even mm-hmm. urinating or even um, having so many bowel movements a day or the opposite of that not going to the bathroom that in general takes a huge toll on someone's life people live around their bathroom schedule sometimes so that's not living well at all Mm -hmm. throw on incontinence and you're leaking your pants you're having to wear depends or always having to wear a panty liner you can't work out without fear Mm -hmm. of leaking you can't you know go out of the house without having an episode of you know gas or even bowel incontinence so fixing those um, issues of incontinence is, is huge. That is life-changing. Um, going on to pain with intercourse. So that's another big area mm-hmm. that we treat that is also very life-changing for um, couples. You know, whether they're married or not, that takes a huge toll in a relationship. You want to be physical with your partner um, and show that sort of love. And when you can't do that, you know, I've had people tell me that I saved their marriage. You know, that's huge. You know, that was actually one of my first cases coming back from my first course was pain with intercourse. She's been having it for four years, never had any answers. And they were at the point where, you know, divorce was coming into the picture because they just couldn't communicate on that level. 
um, any further. And at the end, she was pain free, had no issues. I'm like getting oh, chills talking I about this too. right We're now. Just listening to you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, the husband came in towards the end. I was just so so thankful, mm-hmm. and they both were so thankful. And um, I was like, after that case, literally, I was my. I remember coming back, flying back in from Ohio, and it was a pain with intercourse. Okay, so I was like, great, we didn't talk about this at all, <laughs> but here we go. <laughs> so I just, I knew from that moment that this was what I was supposed to do. Um, I think that has a huge impact on living well, so. It does, and I'm glad that you brought that up because so many people listening to that probably also got chills. Or, <laughs> and the other thing is people think, oh, like pain with sex, that's just something that happens right Mm -hmm. and you just can't quote unquote you guys can't see me quote unquote can't do anything about it right that's not true not true and so and same with incontinence people think oh that's just normal with aging right Mm -hmm. like you're just gonna have one um you're gonna have incontinence as you age and you're gonna have famous sex as you age and both of those things are false correct and even after pregnancy moms accept that you know you hear that out of magazines let's say Vogue or another huge magazine writes an article, which they do all the time, about myths, and then you get in mom groups, and the misinformation just keeps being yeah. spread, and even from other healthcare providers sometimes. Yeah. Um, so it's hard to sort of debunk those myths, but mm-hmm. that's why we try to have a huge platform, or use our platform, I'm not saying we have a huge one, but use our platform on social media, be a podcast, um, and just educating with workshops too to get that out there. Yeah, what are other common myths that you see? Because those are two big ones that I see, and I'm just a student still. So, like, I'm curious what you've seen and however long you've been doing this. Yeah. I mean, a big thing that we hear all the time, like, oh, you're just, like, a Kegel doctor. That's all you're going to do. I've been doing my Kegels, (laughs) you know, and that's not the case. Like, it's like telling a mom. So, when someone gets pregnant, other mom's like, oh, you better start doing your Kegels. You better start doing your Kegels. You know, do hundreds of day. And that's, like, synonymous to going up to a new mom and be like, hey, you doing your bicep curls? Like, make sure you get, like, a hundred of those in a day. Like, how functional is that? It's not. For one, most people, another big thing is people don't know how to even contract their pelvic floor and relax their pelvic floor. Mm-hmm. So the biggest thing, it's so much more than Kegels. Kegels usually make that problem worse is what we see a lot of. Um, that would be the biggest thing. Also, just with incontinence, a lot of people think that they should stop drinking fluid. So if they stop drinking fluid in their head, that means they will stop either having that urge to go or having the less um, leakage. Not true. Um, whatsoever, again, pain with sex, I wouldn't say this is a myth, but um, if you're having low back pain, hip pain, it could be probably is coming from the pelvic floor or pelvic floor has influence on that so if anyone listening has chronic low back pain or hip pain that just won't go away don't give up maybe reach out to a pelvic floor therapist um i'll say one more related to constipation constipation can also be a big contributing factor to pelvic floor dysfunction uh, specifically prolapse and incontinence so you're struggling with those kind of issues and not getting you know answers from your GI doctor your urologist gynecologist whatever doctor it is maybe look outside of the box and consult with a pelvic floor therapist yeah and two questions one for people who don't know what a kegel is yeah what is a kegel a kegel is when you contract your pelvic floor 
So it's just the contraction of the pelvic floor muscle. So again, pelvic floor starting at your pubic bone, slinging towards your tailbone. So thinking about sort of tightening that muscle, there's a group of muscles. So bicep contraction, um, same thing, pelvic floor contracting is your, is a Kegel. How do you describe it? How do you get someone to do a Kegel if it's actually what's going to help them? Yeah, and we definitely want to test that. We want to see the ability of that muscle to concentrically contract, right? Some cues that we do give that I find beneficial. So if, imagine you're standing in an elevator and put like your crush right by you (laughs) and you don't want to let gas out. So how would you keep that gas in? You'd have to pucker and contract around your anus. Mm -hmm. So that's also a Kegel. It should sort of wrap starting from the anus and wrap up towards the urethra. Mm -hmm. So also another cue is, you know, imagine if you're on the toilet. I really don't like using this one, but on the toilet and you're peeing and you had to stop that urine Mm -hmm. from coming out. Don't do that. That's also a myth. Don't do that. But imagining that you're stopping the flow of urine is another good cue. Um, but the biggest thing when you try those, make sure or look what you're doing with your breath. Like you shouldn't mm-hmm. be holding your breath doing that. You shouldn't be squeezing your glutes doing that. Um, also your inner thigh. So if you see someone, you know, they go to sneeze, they cross their legs mm-hmm. over, that's a compensation. So watching out for those compensations for doing a Kegel. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. First of all, <laughs> second of all, what's the difference between a physical therapist? So let's just break this down. We're... This podcast is hosted by Renewal Rehab, and at Renewal Rehab, we have PTs. We have mm-hmm. physical therapists here. Yeah. Um, and we do help with a lot of different things, but I'm going to be honest. We don't do a lot with pelvic floor. What's the difference between, like, should someone go to a PT that's not a pelvic floor specialist versus pelvic floor specialist? Yeah. So pelvic floor PTs, we are just like orthopedic physical yeah. therapists, right? So we still get, um, that's our bread and butter is orthopedic. Mm-hmm. And then we take specific continuing education courses to specialize mm-hmm. in the pelvic floor. Um, but for me personally, I still treat everything. There mm-hmm. are certain pelvic floor PTs that only hone into pelvic floor dysfunction. But the biggest thing is, is again, if you're experiencing any sort of incontinence, prolapse, pain with sex, diastasis recti, hernia, are not getting complete results with hip yeah. pain, back pain, SI joint issues, even foot issues, consult with pelvic floor PT to sort of put that together. I like it. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And next question. So we have two big questions. One, transitioning into something just around Tampa. What is your favorite thing to do in the Tampa area? Oh, wow. Or a favorite Tampa? place to eat? Uh, I love Dunedin. Okay. So, um, Dunedin has a lot of great breweries. I am a sucker for good craft beer. I would have to say Dunedin is like my favorite area and I'm very close to it in Clearwater. Um, and then favorite place to eat. Oof. Oh my gosh. Tampa Bay has so (laughs) many good options. I'm thinking of Indian food, but that's only because I had Indian food last night. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. I can edit this out. (laughs) You think of whatever you need to. I would say overall Dunedin is a hidden gem in Tampa Bay region. I love St. Pete. St. Pete probably has the best food in my opinion. Food-wise, I do like the mill in downtown St. Pete. Yeah. Um, For a nice rooftop view, the canopy, the birchwood is amazing. Um, I love Sparkman Wharf over in Channel Side, Tampa. We're big sports fans, me and my boyfriend, so we like the lightning. So anytime we can go over to Amelie, I would say those are like the top few things that I like to do in Tampa Bay. But the list is endless. It's a beautiful place. It is. There's a lot to do around here. Yeah. 
Um, and very last question that we ask everybody, what piece of advice would you have for somebody who is dealing with pelvic floor dysfunction or any nagging injury? Maybe they don't really know yeah. what to do next. Yeah, I would just say don't give up hope. There are so many people that we talk to and encounter and they've been dealing with it for five plus years and they've seen every specialist. They've even seen sometimes other pelvic floor specialists. Um, and they still didn't give up hope. They, they ran into a podcast, you know, and mm-hmm. got a glimmer of hope again. Or they saw something on social media that someone was tagged in. So the biggest thing is if you're not getting complete results, please don't give up. There are gems out there. There are people out there that can put the picture, mm-hmm. or the, sorry, the you know missing puzzle piece together for you. That's the biggest thing. Cool. There's answers. There's hope. We could end it right there. (laughs) Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, thank you for having me. Of course. It was a pleasure. We'll have to do a part two in the future. Yes. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Live Well Tampa podcast. We truly appreciate you taking the time to listen to our show. This episode was sponsored by Renewal Rehab, where we help people who are dealing with a nagging injury get back to doing the things that they love pain-free. We are located in Hyde Park, Largo, Wesley Chapel, and several more locations to come. If you enjoyed this episode and you believe it would benefit a friend or family member, please be sure to share it with them. If you haven't already, be sure to join our Facebook group, the Live Well Tampa Community, and follow us on Instagram at Renewal Rehab. If you'd like to connect further, please email us at renewalrehabpt at gmail.com. Feel well, eat well, live well. <laughs>